Welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. Before we dive into the world of Vastu Shastra and the power of mirrors, I want to begin by reminding you all that when I share my Vastu Shastra tips, I don't want you to get caught up in the details and worry if you have something in your home that doesn't always work with the Vastu Shastra principles. I know when I first discovered Vastu Shastra, I kind of freaked out and thought, oh my gosh, my house has to be this perfect alignment of all these energies. Just remember, there's so many ways you can balance the home, and I want to be transparent with you in what I have in my home and how, how I've designed my spaces. And I'll be honest sometimes, like I said, I don't follow all of the principles as stringently because it either doesn't work for the space, it's unavoidable, or I see benefits of having something placed or located differently than it could be. And so there are so many ways we can balance the energy that doesn't require remodeling your home and moving walls and putting in new windows. And as I've shared before, if you do so with good intention, you invite positive energy into the space. So trust yourself in the changes you make because you know what works for you and what doesn't. All right, as we begin every episode, let's take a moment to share something we are grateful for in this present moment, whatever it may be, big or small, whatever brought you a sense of gratitude. And we just got back from a really nice hike here in Orange County. And as we were hiking, I I told Jesse, my husband, I said, I'm so excited like this year, like what are we gonna do this fall? And what are we gonna do for Christmas? And I got so excited because I realized I wasn't going to have to be studying around the Christmas. Regardless of how my California exam lines up, I won't have to study in November or around Christmas for the first time in, I think, three years now. And I said, oh my gosh, we can finally go to that Christmas tree farm and we can cut down our Christmas tree and we can do this and I want to go to a pumpkin patch and just all these little things that I haven't been able to do because of studying. I am so grateful to be able to do them now. And I mentioned in my previous episode, if you listen to, I've been studying for my architecture exams. I've been studying for during the 4th of July for the past four years. And so there's just all these little holidays I haven't been able to properly celebrate. And I'm just so glad to be done studying. This is the first weekend I haven't had to study to in a very long time. And it's just so nice having just that freedom again and just really grateful to have have that freedom and be able to enjoy the upcoming holidays. So I've been wanting to do this episode for a while now because as I've been decorating our home and designing with mirrors, buying mirrors, placing mirrors around, I would always do a little research about the energetic properties of mirrors, but there just seemed to be so much information out there about how placing a mirror one way is good or bad. So today's episode, I want to share the power of mirrors in the home, what you should do or avoid to harness the powerful energy of the mirror. So I'm going to break up today's episode into kind of starting with the good, sharing mirrors that I have around our home, how it all incorporates, and then doing a second part later on about things to avoid. So to begin with the good 
properties and aspects of a mirror in Vastu Shastra. So in Vastu Shastra, mirrors attract, but they also can repel positive energy, and they can especially suck up negative energy. They can be used as tools to attract abundance and also happiness. Now, oftentimes we use mirrors to create the illusion of a larger space, and this can be good or bad, and I'll share the bad a little bit later on. Now, mirrors are considered a water element, which makes sense when you think about it, is they reflect like the surface of water. So whenever you think of placing the mirror in a part of your home, remember it is a water element. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that the northeast quadrant of your home is governed by the water element. So placing a mirror in this area of the home can be very beneficial, whether it's placing the mirror in any of the directions north, northeast, or northwest. And those directions you want to place the mirror on those walls, so then the mirror would then face west, south, east, southwest. You understand. Now, if you have rectangular mirrors, that is the best. That is the best shape for a mirror because it's said that the energy spreads more evenly around the shapes. And from some of the research I did, square shapes also came up, but really rectangular is the shape you want to strive for. Now, there aren't any restrictions to the size of the mirror though, but there is the shape. So you want to have the rectangular mirrors. So going back to if you want to suck up negative energy, what you can do is you can place your mirror in front of whatever this negative thing is and it will suck it up. So when you think again about the power of mirrors is they reflect. So whatever they are reflecting will either be good or be bad. And so, for example, if you want to create more wealth, what you can do is you can place a mirror in front of or inside your safe, piggy bank, maybe you have uh, like a, a money locker. This will attract positive energy towards your money and potentially double it. Again, there's the power of that reflection, doubling it. Now, if you've listened to my episode where I share the layout of a productive space, and I'll provide a link in the show notes for all of the episodes I mentioned in today's episode, then you'll remember the benefits of having a mirror at your desk. So if you are seated with your back to a door in your office, this represents that you may have untrustworthy business partners, coworkers, or clients. And so by placing a mirror where you can see someone walk in, will help you from having to worry about those who you're working with because you'll be able to see someone entering the space that you work in. But keep in mind, you don't want to have the mirror to be distracting. So if your reflection is very visible, that doesn't allow for you to be productive. And a lot of the research I also read is don't put mirrors in children's rooms, especially if that's where they're learning, because it can be distracting. Now, if you have a beautiful view outside of your windows, you can place a mirror on the opposite wall of that window so that landscape is reflected. Again, you're doubling your, you're reflecting that positive, beautiful landscape. And so this helps to ensure the positive energy from the natural landscape is then reflected into your home, bringing in that positive, natural energy. Now, if you have your mirrors reflect sunlight, this can be good. It can energize the home with positive energy. You do want to kind of think about which direction you're getting the sunlight from. So, of course, in the morning when the sun rises in the east, it's the electromagnetic rays from the sun are more positive than in the evenings when you have the sun setting and it's the rays are more harmful. So do keep that in mind. 
Now, placing a mirror to reflect a dining table symbolizes the attraction of food and wealth. So in our dining room, we don't have a lot of natural light. And so I actually inherited an old mirror from my office that we were going to throw out. It's a beautiful rectangular mirror that had a gold frame. And we painted the gold frame white because the gold would have really clashed with our decor. We have more of a grayish bluish tones in the dining room and living room area. And we put up the mirror to hopefully reflect some of the natural light from the window that's in our living room so it would lighten up the space. And it also faces towards our dining table. So again, we're reflecting the dining room, the table, we're trying to attract that food and wealth. And so, and here's something I stumbled upon while researching that was interesting to read. And I only found this in one source, so I don't know how accurate it is, but if anybody's ever heard of this, it's kind of interesting, is if you're suffering from sleeplessness, a headache, or any heart problems, then place a three-inch mirror between the mattress and bed facing upward to fix those problems. I thought that was a little random because further on in the episode when I talk about avoiding, you do want to avoid mirrors in the bedroom. So this was just kind of a fact I found that just kind of surprised me and I thought was very random, but I would definitely not advise it as I didn't I haven't found it in, in a lot of the research I've been doing. It's kind of interesting though. And that's the thing. I want to share with you like little random facts I find because there's some just really interesting things I've, I've been finding. And so those are a lot of the good, the positive things about mirrors. What I want to share is before we dive into the bad and the things to avoid with mirrors, I want to share a story about a mirror we had hanging in our patio. So a couple months ago, we have this beautiful mirror hanging in our patio. The patio is in the northeast quadrant of our home, and in the middle of the night, it fell and broke. And I remember hearing some glass breaking and I woke up, I told Jesse, I said, something broke, like something fell. And so we did a whole, we walked around the apartment, it was middle of the night. And I'm like, well, I don't see any mirrors broken. I don't know what could have been broken. It must have been some neighbor or something, I didn't know. So the following morning, when we walked out to the patio, we found the mirror broken on the ground. And so, of course, I dived into researching, what does that mean? And I was like, okay, well, I did hear something. We just completely forgot that there, we had a mirror in the patio, I guess. Because I've also never experienced a mirror breaking like that. So at one point I even thought, well, maybe something in my dream, but it was just such a, such a strong, strong noise. And so what I found in my research was that when a mirror breaks in your home, it means that your household was saved from something ne negative because the mirror absorbed the negative energy into itself. And the and negative energy was so powerful that it broke the mirror in order to protect you. So that was very reassuring to read. It did make me feel better. Why it did break, there is a, a reason behind it. The hooks that it was on unfortunately corroded. We live really close to the ocean, so a lot of things corrode very quickly here. And so it fell off the hangers and broke. But symbolically, with the energy, I do think it did possibly save us from something, something very negative. Now, since then, we've replaced the mirror with one we actually got from my cousin, and we repurposed it, and I've shared a reel on my Instagram of the mirror frame Jesse designed with these really cool live plants. We've got, like, strawberries and ivies on it, so feel free to check out my Instagram to see how that mirror turned out. 
All right, so now let's dive into the things you want to avoid with mirrors and kind of the bad characteristics of mirrors. So you want to avoid oval and round shaped mirrors or any irregular shaped mirrors. In our home, we do have a few irregular shaped mirrors. I have the mirror that's at my desk. It is an irregular shape. It's a beautiful wood frame that's a hummingbird dipping in its beak into a flower. And so it's kind of a tear shaped drop. So it is irregular but it's beautiful and we kind of already had it and I wanted to place it above my desk so we've kept it but what it is is the mirror is on the north wall and so in a way and here's kind of again an example of well it is an irregular shaped mirror but I am putting it on the north wall and it is facing towards the door into my office space so you kind of find that balance of, okay, well, what works? You don't have to follow. I don't, at least I don't believe you have to follow everything to a certain degree because that just seems so stringent and kind of stressful, right? And you don't want to create a stressful energy. So it's finding that balance, right? Now facing the mirror towards the Northeast can actually reflect positive energy from entering this area of the home. And so in Vastu Shastra, the most amount of energy that enters a home is through the front main door. And so if there's a mirror placed in front of this entrance, it would then reflect away any positive energy that would otherwise enter the home. So mirrors can reflect positive energy away, but they can also, it's in, in a negative way, right? You're not reflecting positive energy and doubling it. So there's, there's a little bit of a complication sometimes when you're looking at reflecting mirrors. And so... If there's something positive, you want to face the mirror towards it so you can double it. But having a mirror in certain locations, like I said, in the northeast can reflect positive energy from entering a home and then at the main door. So it is just kind of the flow of energy. So keeping that in mind as well. And you want to also avoid having the mirror near a stairwell and especially not in a kitchen. So as you know, the southeast area of the home is governed by the fire element and that is where typically a kitchen should be located. Now, because mirrors are, as I mentioned, a water element, you can place sit in a fire element zone, but all of a sudden you're mixing fire and water. And so this can cause an energetic imbalance. So if you do have mirrors in the southeast, this could cause financial losses and health problems because you are mixing the fire and water. So do try to avoid that. And this also goes for the south wall because it can cause legal problems in the home. Now again, I'm going to be transparent with you. Our mirror in the dining room is on the south wall. So here's another instance of where we made a conscious decision and evaluated the benefits of having the mirror in our dining room to reflect good food, health, and reflect light so that the space would feel more open, more lit, not so dark. Now, here's another mirror we've kind of gone back and forth with in our home is placing a mirror so that it faces your bed should be avoided because this creates harmful energy that bounces back towards you while you are sleeping and cause you to become ill or hurt and possibly cause insomnia. And you really shouldn't have any mirror in the bedroom, but we do. We, I mean, so many of us do, I feel like, because, you know, you get dressed, you want to see what you look like full from head to toe. And so we have a tall, freestanding, rectangular mirror, though, so I guess that there's one benefit, that faces our bed. Now, when I first found out in Vastu Shastra that you should not have a mirror facing the bed, I freaked out. I told Jesse, I said, I, we have to put it anywhere else. And I told him, you know, if you get injured, it's going to be the mirror's fault. And we kind of went back and forth. When you look at the layout of our bedroom, the place with the mirror 
where we've kept it. I did change it around in a few locations. It, it makes the most sense. And if you've listened to my episode with Stephanie about bringing in Vasu Shastra principles into the bedroom, especially around intimate times, then you'll know that we enjoy using the mirror when we are intimate. And so I should say viewer discretion advised here. But now that we've gone back and forth, and I, again, I said I did try to place the mirror in another wall. It didn't really work back in the original location facing the bed. But again, the good positive I see in it is it is rectangular and it is placed on the north wall of our bedroom. So again, as I mentioned, north, northeast, northwest are good areas to place a mirror. Again, another example of we made the conscious decision to keep the mirror. So if you also have this condition with a mirror facing your bed and you also don't want to move it, one thing you could do is you could add a curtain or a veil to cover it when you're not using it. So that is kind of a way you can balance that energy. Now here was something I found that was a little out there and I want to share it with you because I just, I thought it was very interesting, but I I don't believe in it in a way, I guess I should say. I thought it was, it's been interesting studying and learning about something that has been around for thousands of years because of course, socially things have changed so much and they shift all the time and we're going through a huge shift right now socially around the world and especially in the US. So this was a little interesting thing I found, is that if it's said to avoid hanging mirrors on the west wall in a child's bedroom, otherwise they will become too busy impressing people of the opposite gender. I was like, what? <laughs> so it, yeah, let me read it again because it kind of sounds absurd in today's day and age. But again, remember, Vastu Shastra has been around for thousands of years. Avoid hanging mirrors on the west wall in a child's bedroom. Otherwise, they will become too busy impressing people of the opposite gender. Not sure if I... I don't. And there's no not sure. I do not resonate with that one. But thought, again, it was interesting to share. Kind of a very random thing. And not exactly, I think, appropriate for today's day and age. Now, moving on again to more avoid things to avoid, is never place mirrors opposite one another because it can cause impatient and restless energy. Now, there is a condition in our home where we have two mirrors facing each other in our downstairs powder room. And so we have the one mirror, which is at the sink. The sink faces, it's, it's a small rectangular room. And so on one side, you have a sink with the mirror. On the other side, you have a toilet and a towel bar. I don't know why there's a huge towel bar over this toilet in this powder room, but it was here when we moved in. Whatever. So we placed a big mirror we had, and it's an oval-shaped mirror with this beautiful white frame with little roses, and this room just felt super dark, super just, we're like, oh, just, we need it to seem a little bigger because it's almost like you're in a dungeon. And so having that white light frame and allowing the mirror to reflect from the mirror that's behind the sink, we felt like it kind of opened the space up, made the space feel a little bigger. Now, reason I'm not concerned about this mirror condition in our home is this is the powder room. This is not a bathroom we use every day. If it was our main bathroom, I would absolutely look into it, look at how can I balance this a little bit more because we've got a lot of things going against us. You also don't want the mirror to reflect a toilet because having a toilet, well, having a mirror facing a toilet can cause major health issues. Now, 
because we don't spend much time in this space, I'm not worried about any restless energy. I'm not worried about the toilet. It is what it is. We don't own the home we live in. We do rent. So there's not ways I could remodel the house either to have the powder room a little different. So with that is saging. When I do sage our living room, I do, you know, kind of sage in the bathroom. And I'm not too worried about it because it's a space we're not in a lot. Now, one thing you absolutely want to avoid is a broken mirror or a dusty mirror. Broken mirror, it has a lot of, obviously, it captured a lot of negative energy. Like I said, when the mirror broke in our patio, having a mirror with negative energy is broken. And so why bring something that already has negative energy into your home or keeping it? So if something did break, we got rid of the mirror. I think the same, uh, almost immediately, I said, we got to get this out of here. After uh, I think it was after I researched, I said, oh my God, we got to get this thing out of here. It is not good. And so you, speaking of dusty mirrors and broken mirrors, is you want to keep your mirrors clean and especially avoid leaving any water stains on the mirrors and bathrooms. And I think lastly here is avoid having mirrors in the ceiling because this reflects the floor and can cause an imbalance of peaceful energy. So you're creating that imbalance of energies there. So a mirror can be a simple way to attract or reflect energy in your home. Many of us don't put much thought into where we place our mirrors, but I hope from today's episode you learn something new and can see where you've placed mirrors in your home and if there's a possibility to change their location, or maybe you saw something that you're like, well, I could possibly get the benefits of the power of a mirror if I place it in this location. And so again, remember Do so with good intention, see what works, doesn't work, and adapt to your surroundings. I encourage you to use these tools I share and experiment with what feels right for the space and you. You want to trust yourself as you make the changes, and if you feel like something is off or the energy doesn't feel right, don't force it. And I'd love if you share what you've done and tag me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. And thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Again, follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. I like to share a little bit of my daily life, world of architecture, and just some random Vasu Shastra tips and kind of just randomness of my days too. Thank you so much and see you next time.